Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equal $13.89 per month per $1,000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5-2-22. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Vleety. My name is Ryan Van Vleet. Thank you so much for coming in. Hanging out with me, we have another edition of Ladies with Wrestling. Wrestling, wrestling. Now, here's the only problem. Where do we begin? That's the million-dollar question is where do we begin? There's so much wrestling to be had. I don't know exactly where to start. My All of the instincts, everything in me says impact wrestling, impact wrestling, impact wrestling. I just feel like that's where it needs to start because they had their big pay-per-view. They had their history maker. So while companies are like not making history, some prove to me honor is real. Me that honor is real. Gino says this has to involve Tessa in some way, right? I don't know what that means. That was cryptic as shit. So let's take a look at that video that Gino sent. We'll watch that during Gino's Gino's drive through too. We'll have to check it out. So Maddie Spice, Nathan Weller, this is for you. We got to talk about rebellion, okay? I know. I know you guys are the cool kids who pretend to not like Impact. Impact is improving. Impact gets better all the fucking time. They got big cast now. That was a big unveiling from uh, from the from the event this weekend. I really enjoy this entire show. So, like, let, let's start it off. Let me bring this up. I made something for you guys. You know how I am. I like arts and crafts. So I have here some slides. You know, that's what I do now. I like to do that. But ultimately, um, Nathan 19 says, fuck, here come all the bullshit Gino videos. What do you mean? What are the bullshit Gino videos? You don't want to see Tessa Blanchard? Sonic underscore Gino says W. Morrissey. W. Morrissey. That's what he said, okay? What, what do you mean, Nathan? You're not excited about W. Morrissey? Ricardio VRDO says, hooray, more Gino videos. Yes. See, pe- people who know, know, okay? The cool kids are with it now. And for some reason, what I want to do... There we go. Holy shit. I was like, why is it not doing what What's it did last Jeezy week? What's Jeezy says up, ladies? What time are you going to be home? That's true. That it, What time will I be home? I'm sure once, once we start talking about UFC 261 results, that's when people will be like, hey, when are you going to be home? So let's take a look, ladies and gentlemen. Tyla Speedus says Impact was awesome, but Gino has hopes for the company to take its AEW Impact now, but Rebellion was awesome. Rebellion was awesome. I agree with Tyla Spida. I really enjoyed the entire program from beginning to end. Now, they opened it the way that all events should open. The X Division Championship match. Now, I need to walk you through who these guys are. Kevin brings up a good point. He doesn't watch Impact. So we need to walk him, we need to walk everyone through who some of these guys are. Like right now, 
the X Division champion is now Josh Alexander. He is the walking weapon. Awesome nickname. He was one half of the North with Ethan Page. That means he's from Canada. He wears the headpiece. Everybody who's watching on screen, he wears a re he wears wrestling headgear because he legit almost lost one of his ears. So now he's like, Shh, I'll just wear this. And it also helps him because he's pretty much Canadian Kurt Angle. He does the ankle lock. He's a submission guy, and he has kick-ass matches. And he's been doing the fucking pile driver where he, he does like a pedigree setup, but he legit picks you up and slams you on your head. Like when we hear prove to me honor is real and we see a pile driver, that's Josh Alexander. And he actually pinned the champion, Ace Austin. Ace Austin, who thinks he's Gambit, uh, X Division champion, who has that little trophy because he won the X Cup. Uh, he's awesome as well. He sent me a cameo. He's got fake teeth. Great man. Great wrestler, Ace Austin. And it was great. Loved everything that Ace Austin does. Yeah, but but he actually took the pin here. So it was kind of interesting because you kind of he just won the belt maybe a month ago, maybe five weeks ago, and he's already here losing it at the big pay-per-view. Now, I've been saying Josh Alexander is ready for world championship. Like, I look at Josh Alexander, 240 pounds, uh, Canadian badass. How come Rich Juan is the champion of this company? And this guy's, you know, TWFS says that's Adam Pierce. Oh, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is Adam Pierce, which, by the way, Kevin, when we were at Wrestling Cares, I actually found the event on Cage Match. We saw Adam Pierce. We saw Johnny Gargano. We saw Candice LeRae. We saw pretty much the entire WWE roster that night. We just didn't know that, it, you know, several years removed, they would be running the wrestling industry. So, uh, this so this match right here with Josh Alexander, TJP, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, my hero. He did a Mamba Splash, which is him doing like the Kobe Bryant through the legs dribble in midair. Uh, the Phil Ant Flash, he's Filipino. He really embraces it. He's also an MLW. He's a heel in MLW. He's a babyface in Impact. It's hard to keep up. He seems like he could be a heel in Impact whenever he wants to turn that way. But right now, Josh Alexander is our guy. Josh Alexander kicked ass. This was a great way to open the show. I feel like they gave him a long time. They gave him, like, the unbreakable with uh, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, and Christopher Daniels treatment. Like, that mat this match could have been on last for me. I know that we had that Kenny Omega thing at the end, but these guys really put on a wrestling clinic. Josh Alexander is better than the X Division. He, he's 240 pounds, so he's not really an X Division guy. But what a match. Nathan Weller would have loved this match. Uh, and then here's our guy, W. Morrissey is impact. I don't know how to say it. What do they say for that? Because you know how people are all elite? Well, W. Morrissey, a.k.a. Big Cass, a.k.a. Cass XL, a.k.a. Enzo's friend, is now with Impact Wrestling. Uh, he showed up as part of the four-on-four -four impact. We need to put guys in a match match. It was uh, the Cowboy James Storm. Who everybody should know by now, one half of beer money. Kind of, he's had his. He had one thousand matches in TNA. This is his company. He went to NWA for a little bit, and won tag belts there. But for some reason, during the NWA shutdown, he went back to Impact. And I'm waiting for Impact to kind of use him as a world champion again, or put him somewhere. But no, they didn't want to have James Storm involved with that. Chris Saban, uh, former TNA world champion as well, one half of the Motor City Machine Guns. Alex Shelley didn't want to return to wrestling, I guess, so he came back for, like, a few matches with Saban, and then he got hurt again, or he just left. So uh, Nathan Weller in the chat is protesting this name, W. Morrissey. So his 
His real name is William Morrissey. So I kind of like the W Morrissey. Uh, it's just, it's cryptic W Morrissey. And they called him Morrissey while he was in the ring the entire time anyway. So it's not like, it's not like it was that, that intense. And this face, this is his edge face. So for those listening on the podcast, this image that I have up of Big Cass, he's doing his edge face. So he looks like he's about to challenge Roman at WrestleMania and get stacked. So this was an interest. This was a good match because the reveal obviously was. Uh, oh, and then Willie Mack, of course. Uh, Willie Mack is the Black Samoa Joe. Kevin and I saw him as well in 2013 at Wrestling Cares. So you had Willie Mack, you had uh, Chris Saban, James Storm, and then it was completed by Eddie Edwards, former American Wolf. This guy looked like he was going to be like a Chris Benoit type wrestler. And now he looks like Tommy Dreamer. Like, he just kind of put on the weight, wrestles in jeans, kind of doesn't seem like he gives a fuck. But I'm constantly told he's the heart of Impact Wrestling. Not a fan of, of Eddie Edwards at all. So uh, they were going up against Viol- Violent by Design. Violent by Design is Eric Young's faction. Eric Young is back to being the world-class maniac. He's balding. He's crazy. He shaves his head. He's trying to baptize people in the waters of change. So his gimmick is great. I like that he's this creepy asshole. And now he's got his kind of minions with him. He's got Joe Doring, who's, you know, six foot eight Kid Rock. He looks like a huge badass. Uh, he's got Rhino. Rhino's from ECW. Everybody knows that guy. And uh, Diener, who was in TNA, he's just like a scrawny, I don't know, he looks like a backyard wrestler, but he's kind of in shape. So it's okay. You know, it's okay that he's part of this group. And, uh, but Eric Young tore his ACL, I guess, when he was fighting Eddie Edwards on Impact. So they got to choose a replacement. So what better replacement than W. Morrissey? And Big Cass came out looking in the best shape I've ever seen him in. He was wearing, like, black pants. They kinda, he kind of looked like Diesel almost. You know, he wasn't wearing the suspenders. He was shirtless. It was a great attire. He looked like a badass. He looked dominant in the match. And they're putting him over big. So... W. Morrissey is here to make an impact. I really, really enjoyed this match. And it was cool to see Big Cass again in kind of something that mattered. No offense to SWE Fury, but it was so cool to see Big Cass back on television. No graphic for this one. This is a picture from this match. Uh, Those on the podcast, Brian Myers flipping off Matt Cardona right before their match. Uh, The two edgeheads, they collide. Oh, my gosh. It was Brian Myers, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder. Uh, they did a kind of a weird finish where Zack uh, Ryder, like, dislocated his knee or something. They were trying to say that he has a history of knee issues. So, uh, like, oh, you know, he they tried to make it seem like he was legitimately hurt. And then Brian just kind of beat him. So, I guess they're trying not to make Zack look too bad. Uh, I, and also, Zach doesn't have a... He's not signed Parts Impact. Made in Japan says how many wrestling figures did they fall onto in this match. You know what? There was none of those. That's actually a good call. Like You kind of thought there would be more violence, more weapons. It was just a grudge match. It was a catch-as-catch-can clinic. It was awesome. Uh, Nathan is asking, did Big Cass lose weight? He looks awesome. He's got he's got an eight-pack now. Right? He, looks like, he looks like Tony Nese, except Edge, except bigger. So, yeah, he looks great. This match was okay. It was, you know, it felt like kind of rushed, and then the ending was obviously like Brian Myers needs needs a win. And I think I even predicted Brian to win the match, but uh, still it was just a little odd. And we'll, we'll see what Matt Cardone, what's next for him. I think he should stay with Impact. I mean, Chelsea's going to come back to Impact anyway. Laurel Van S. So I think they need to go ahead and make that happen. 
So this was a, this was an okay match. If you're watching this event later, you can skip it. Uh, Knockouts Tag Team Championship, Jordan Grace, Thick Mama Pump. Uh, she did that angle with Scott Steiner where she said she's like thicker than most women. They're body positivity, okay? And then Rachel Ellering, Paul Ellering's daughter. She makes her Impact Wrestling debut and wins the belt. Grace and Ellering win the belts. I was talking to Gino about this match. Grace Ellering kind of looked, I don't want to say out of shape because obviously you can be like, you know, a heavier set wrestler, but she was wearing a tire like she was Tessa Blanchard and it just didn't, I don't know, it wasn't looking, at least, you know, you watch Natalia, you watch Jordan Grace, they kind of have something to cover up that middle. Deanna has that. I'm not trying to body shame here. It just, it just looked odd to me that that was the attire she came out in. But they beat Faya and Flava. Faya and Flava is Tasha Steeles and Kiara Hogan. Uh, two, the two black women, they won their belts, and now they're the, 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 the belts were brought back. They won them, and now they lost them. But the TNA, th their women's division is pretty good. I like their, I like their women's division. So I, I, we'll see what happens with the tag division. They lost Nevaeh. Nevaeh was Havoc's t tag team partner. Two big white chicks from Ohio who kicked ass, and Nevaeh left the company. So now Havoc's kind of by herself, which sucks. So we'll see what happens with that. Trey Miguel, who I just learned Trey Miguel. So for those who watch NXT, MSK uh, used to be the Rascals, and they were all in TNA. They Trey, Wentz, and I forget, I always forget what they call the other guy, Zach or whatever. Oh, Zach Wentz. Uh, Dez. Dez, Wentz, and Trey. Those were the three Rascals. And I guess they all tried to go to WWE and Triple H. Triple H told Trey Miguel here, who's getting slammed on a table, told Trey Miguel uh, that he had no passion. Now, Trey Miguel is a cruiserweight. He's an X-Division guy. And MSK, obviously, two other cruiserweight guys. But for some reason, these guys who were all in this faction together, even though their gimmick was they were all stoners, which I knew wouldn't be the thing in WWE, uh... Trey, for some reason, was the one who was singled out as not having passion. So I'm wondering if they're having, you know, I, I want to know what the interview process is like with Triple H. Like, if you show up and you're you're Nash Carter from, from NXT, you're this kid who's been watching wrestling since you were a kid, you would watch it with your grandfather, and then he passed away, and you're doing this for him, you're doing this in memory of him. Like, he had this long story that they presented on NXT same with Desmond Xavier. Come on, catch the buzz, feel the sting. An elixir bomb from Kev Be Cool with hypes and bravos and roses. And Jake Shreds All sent some roses. Chicken winner from Jake Shreds All. Thank you guys so much. And some stay safe spells from Kevin. Everyone, stay safe. Also from Nathan. So this this rivalry really is built around Trey Miguel isn't passionate. He, he didn't make it to WWE because Triple H said he had no passion. He was a piece of shit. Triple H told him to his face. So then we leave it to Sammy Callahan, someone else who was let go from WWE, uh, someone who was trying to be Taz while he was with WWE, Solomon Crow. He had like kind of long, wispy hair, and he wore the singlet with no knee pads. He was trying to be his best self. He was trying to be a WWE superstar. They let him go. It wasn't working out. He kind of sucked in WWE. Then he puts on a bunch of weight. On the indies. I don't know what happened, Sammy. I'm not the skinniest guy. I can admit it. I'm fat. But when I watch Sammy's development from NXT to now, it just seems like he doesn't give a shit. And 
this match that he has about passion. He beats the shit out of Desmond Xavier for 15 minutes. And then Xavier fucking drops an RKO through a table. Like one move. Like Trey hit like one move. And he won the match. It was so bizarre. It was a weird match. This this match was okay. Nathan19 says Sammy Callahan is a F-A-A-A-A-T fuck. He, he definitely gets bigger every time I see him. And he wears clothes that don't... I would almost want him to wear a singlet now, now that he's, like, fat. But he wears, like, a puffier vest. He wears the fat Samoa Joe pants. He just looks really out of shape, shaves the sides of his head, dyes his hair as black as he can dye it. He's like Cody Rhodes for a week. Oh, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. They, sometimes Sammy grows on me. He can still have good matches. This match, I just couldn't help but watch it and go, do either of them really give a shit? I mean, they're really putting a lot. They're, they're doing a lot of cool shit. But as far as TWFS the story went, says, I love, love, love Tessa. She is the first world heavyweight champion and everybody is mean to her. She, isn't that weird? Yeah, we have a female world champion and Tessa Blanchard and she's fucking chased away from the company because someone said she doesn't empower women. Even though she is a woman who probably was never empowered. So this match was was interesting. I like not I, like if I was giving like ratings, like if I was Meltzer and I was giving like five star ratings and this wasn't in the Tokyo Dome. So nothing can get five. This would get like a two star rating. This would get like a it's not like you need like two and a half to be on like the good side. This wasn't quite there for me. They did some cool spots. But as far as the story goes, it was like. We, like, and Sammy lost after one move. It really felt odd. Trey took a pile driver off the second rope through a table and got up at like eight. So, and, and Sammy went down after an RKO off the apron to a table. So, it, 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 interesting match. Uh, moving on to the tag team championships. Uh, Finn Juice defending their titles against the Good Brothers. Finn Juice has been in New Japan. Juice Robinson and David Finley, obviously. Juice Robinson, by the way. He, he really, like, so this guy's C.J. Parker from NXT. He's been wrestling for many years. He went to New Japan and became way more successful. Way more successful in New Japan than he was in WWE. He wasn't the moon child anymore in WWE. David Finley, uh, Fit Finley's son. I never heard of him until Finn Juice. So, you know, he, this guy obviously has wrestling heritage. His dad's Fit Finley. He's an Irishman. And they, they had matching gear for this event. It looked terrible. And... Uh, they went up against the Good Brothers, who, when you watch AEW and you watch Impact, I don't watch New Japan, but you're watching all of this wrestling, you just look at the Good Brothers like they need belts. They don't fit. They don't fit anywhere in the elite right now because they, they're not elite anymore. They kind of suck. You know, they had their little rivalry with Takei on Impact Wrestling. Takei uh, was kind of just a throwaway tag team they put in to make the Good Brothers look good. And however, we get to Rebellion where it seemed like all signs were pointing to uh, it, it, all signs were pointing to the Good Brothers will get their belts back. And another roll up. Gotta love a roll up victory. Have we talked about Raw yet? Gotta love a good roll up. Lana and Naomi. Let's win with some roll ups. I think they lost actually, but still, I, there were definitely roll ups happening uh, on Raw. I think even NXT had a roll up tonight. I'm sick of roll ups. Oh my gosh! But this uh, this match was was good. I, I was fully expecting the Good Brothers to win. Gallows took the pin this time, though. It seemed like recently, the past few weeks, it's been Anderson getting pinned everywhere. Whether it's on Dynamite, Impact, Anderson is losing constantly. So tonight it was nice to see Gallows take the roll up. 
because nobody has a finishing move anymore. It's all about can you – oh, Xavier Woods hit the roll-up on Raw, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, and even Jackson Riker's shoulder, like, you could tell he had to, like, lay, like, really awkwardly to keep his right shoulder down. It's like, Woods, just drop him with an RKO or something. Do a wrestling move. Why has everything got to be a roll-up? Can we have a dominant winner anymore in wrestling? It's got to be, oh, he escaped. He escaped with his title. We'll see what happens tomorrow night on Raw. Like, no, we just want to see somebody win a match, and it matters. Like, Austin didn't w- The only roll-up Austin ever won with is when his neck was broken. So, can we take some notes? Can we take some notes from the good wrestlers? Did Kevin Nash ever win with a roll-up? Tiana Perazzo versus Tennille Dashwood. Kind of an awkward heel versus heel match. Tiana has been a heel for a while. She is my favorite female wrestler, I think, in the game right now. I love Raquel Gonzalez, too. I love Asuka, too. But Deanna Perazzo, she her gimmick is really just being a technical wrestler. She's technically sound. She does a lot of submission holds. She beats the fuck out of chicks, okay? And when she left WWE, I was kind of confused. It seemed like they were doing a lot with her. And then she went over to Impact, and she has made a huge statement. So she she uh, her finishing move is great. She just does the Cesaro, uh, whatever it's called, whatever Cesaro calls it. She calls it the Queen's Gambit. I didn't watch that Netflix show. Tennille Dashwood used to be Emma in WWE. Her gimmick is like being a big social media, like I'm a soul, you know, she, I guess out of all the Impact roster, Tennille Dashwood has the largest social media following. Kyla Speedy says she is my favorite. I love her. I love her so much. Also, her butt is so nice. She's so nice. Her butt is nice. Thank you, Tyler. You're not wrong. Tiana's great. And no need to body shame, Nathan. We'd all still hit it. Let's not be heroes here. So she, uh, it was weird because both women in this match kind of took turns being babyface and being heel. It was unique because when, when you go into heel versus heel, you you know, and th- there's no live crowd for these two to play off of. So because they're, they're pumping in the crowd noise, I'm convinced. So I'm not even convinced. It's just the truth. Unless there's people like in a balcony somewhere like MLW tries to tell me. There's a balcony happening somewhere, and that's why there's crowd noise. So this, these two did really well where it seemed like there were some moments where Tennille was babyface Emma trying to win a championship, and some were babyface Deanna just trying to, I can't put her away, but I'm not getting frustrated. I'm keeping calm. She was wrestling like Chris Benoit. She was that rabid Wolverine. So Deanna keeps the belt. I think that's great. I think that we're really building towards her versus Sue Young again. I think that's kind of where this is going. But with Rachel Ellering coming in and now with Chelsea Green being released, Mickey James also another possibility. Cassie Lee, a.k.a. Peyton Royce. Billy Kay, I don't know her name. There's a Sonic lot. underscore Gino says, let's get wild. Taylor Wilde as well. Taylor Wilde made her return uh, to to take out Deanna, Kimberly, and uh, Susan because uh, they were trying to take advantage after the match. So Taylor Wilde is back. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll see if that's where they're going to go immediately. To Taylor Wilde versus Deanna. And Taylor Wilde, by the way, she was in TNA in like 2007 or 8. She looks great. I mean, almost like she has an age. So she's still been working hard in that gym, my friends. So Taylor Wilde, uh, she was the one who dethroned Awesome Kong back in the early days when nobody could beat Awesome Kong. She, she hated TNA because she still had to be a, like a personal trainer. She wasn't making enough money. So I hope that Scott Tamora opened up the paycheck for this. Uh, but we'll, the, the, yeah, the, the checkbook for this. And the main event of our show, ladies and gentlemen, Kenneth Omega, Kenny by God Omega, and Rich Swan. I can't say tore the house down. It was a little predictable. Uh, Rich Swan looked a little 
I mean, he, he ate like 100 V-triggers. So that was kind of the story they were telling. Was the V-trigger just kept happening. Swan could counter the one, the one winged angel as much as he wanted. But he just kept eating V-triggers. And there was a great V-trigger where he's like leaning on the second rope. And Eddie Edwards was like, come on, Rich. You could do this, buddy. And the camera was really showing Eddie and Rich talking to each other. And then a fucking knee right into the face with a leg slap. It was great. So Kenny Omega uh, is, of course, the Impact World Champion. Mauro Manalo on commentary was great. However, Matt Stryker was still out there with him. Uh, even D'Lo was pretty good with Mauro next to him. I'm just, maybe it's, I, I, th- I think it's obvious. I think that we need to get rid of uh, what to, to Matt Stryker is just not good at commentary. He's really condescending and he, he really treats it, you know, you know, in our sport, this is a huge moment. The eyes of the world, well, the eyes of the world were on Ali and Frazier and now they're on Omega. It's like, dude, no, stop making these hyperbolic comparisons that impact wrestling is somehow anywhere near the same level of George Foreman and Ali. Like, oh my gosh, it really is so... I feel like such an idiot while I'm watching the product when I'm being like lied to like this. Well, you know, John Wooden and the UCLA Bruins won title after title, but it took that one time, that one night, where finally they lost. And that could be Rich Swan's moment tonight. Like, just get out of my face. Rich Swan didn't look interested in this match. He knew he was going to lose. He might have had a little bit of a boo-boo face going on. But when I look at Impact, and I looked at this entire show, it was evident, uh, as I always say, X Division is awesome. Tag Division's good. Uh, women's Division's great. Women's Tag Division is great. It seems like they have this, they, they're they're WCW in a way, where like Jericho would always talk about the undercard was outstanding and the main events were whatever. That's what's happening with Impact, where Rich Swan is the champion, but it didn't feel, it just feels like that main event level of Impact is still not there. Even after all of the releases last year, they didn't really pull in anyone to be like their guy. Because you could even make an argument. I mean, I don't like EC3. I mean, I, I watched that ROH 19th anniversary, and he was one of the he was one of the worst parts of it. And you would even give him a little more of a nudge than Rich Swan if he was the world champion. You would give a nudge to Moose if he was the world champion. There were guys. There's guys on this show that could be the main event. But otherwise, the main event and impact is just not good. It's not It's not good. They're, that's why they had to bring in Kenny Omega to win their belt. So now their belt can go to AEW and maybe seem a little legitimate. Now maybe this impact title can be defended against guys on AEW, and it might make it seem a little more important. But as far as who's next in line to challenge, you look at the main event and impact, it's like Eddie Edwards, you know, uh, Rich Swan. Tommy Dreamer got a shot at the title, and I was even saying Tommy should win. Dakota in the chat, Kenny versus Moose. I would love to see it. We should have seen it at this event. I mean, for those who remember, I, I watched that event with Rich Swan and Moose for the title, and we were so excited that Moose was going to win this belt. We're going to have a real-world champion going up against Kenny. Unfortunately, we didn't get that. The big rumor is that Slammiversary, we are getting Samoa Joe back. Samoa Joe's face was on rebellion they played like a video package and showed him on there so i i don't know if they're in early talks i don't know if they're doing the 
the college thing, like where they're kind of poking the bear. That we're not violating NCAA rules. We're just kind of towing that line. Just kind of trying to see what we can get away with. Maybe that's what they're going for. But, uh, yeah, they, def- they definitely did show some uh, – they definitely did show a little bit. Sonic underscore Gino says now with Josh as ex-champion and Kenny as the impact champion, he should bring up and use option C2 Canadians wrestling for the world title. Is option C still a thing in TNA though? Because even Rhino has that thing where he can cash in whatever he wants. Um, you know, Nathan 19 says if Samoa Joe goes to impact. I will try and watch an episode. I, I think you should get ready. They showed his face. I, I I don't have the clip exactly. This was the video from Gino. This is actually WWE. And I'm kind of curious because uh, I did watch this and I was wondering, like, what is this? Like, who is this a vignette for? What is happening? But let's just watch this real quick before we get into NXT. All right, so they show a dude. This is a dude. So I, this could be Daga. This could be whoever. But it, the Diamond Mine is their name. So isn't that Tessa's thing? She's kind of the diamond. Isn't that her gimmick? Pressure makes diamonds. I think they showed a chick kicking a bag. That was a girl. That's a girl. That's a guy. That's a girl. That's a guy. I don't know. Podcasters, it really is. It's, I mean, it's it's taped fist, the diamond mine. I really think that, yeah, it could be Tessa. It could be with Daga. It could be them together. Or it could just be another tag team. Or it could be a manager of some sort coming to recruit people to, to join his little stable, the diamond mine. Pressure makes diamonds. It's, it's Shamrock. He's coming back to train people or something. He's going to have a little stable, and they're going to take over NXT's tag division. So we'll see what happens. I'm curious. I don't know what that meant. I like cryptic promos, and we got to see one tonight. So thank you, Gina. That was on NXT. Uh, let's see. Before we – so I will say Impact Rebellion was a, was a good event from from start to finish. Tony Khan was there. Tony Schiavone was there. Scott Demore was there kind of watching the main event, like, cryptically. Like, they would show him off stage. Like, what is that? You know, they, they would kind of do some things like that. And it was it was a good match. It was fine. I just, again – it was Rich Swan, right? And Rich Swan tried his best. He tr- tried his best, you know, A for effort. But it was still the Impact World Championship against the AEW World Championship. AEW has been around for a cup of coffee compared to Impact Wrestling. So I just can't Im- I just don't understand why. Like, AEW seems so much more legit than Impact. And I know Impact had the, the lawsuit with Dixie Carter and all, all the dumb shit Impact has had in their history. You can still have a more legitimate world champion. And they don't. They had Rich Swan going into this. Now, I, I, and, and the argument from all the Impact fans is, you know, how great Rich Swan is. And everybody really, you know, I, I was even talking to Gino during this match when I was watching it. You know, Rich Swan almost had a, a career-ending injury, so they gave him the championship. And it's like, that's not a reason to give somebody a belt. Like, at the end of the day, the belt is still a prop. It's still something that you use to show your viewers this is the top of our company this is what everybody should try and be everybody should try to be kenny omega everyone should try to be bobby lashley they should try to be roman reigns 
I, I'm trying to be Josh Alexander if I'm anyone in Impact. I'm not trying to be Rich Swan. Rich Swan cut one of the worst promos at Rebellion leading up into the match. And I just was like, oh, no. This is the guy. This is the guy they picked. And, look, I, I, I watched the match. I watched the show weekly. I'm the biggest fan. Ayako knows I'm the only hashtag true wrestling fan here. And I just I, I couldn't get into I, I couldn't get into this match seriously because I just it was still Rich Swan. So Kenny Omega now has all these belts, TNA World Championship, because they even made sure that he was wearing both of those. So my scapegoat is completely gone. I, I was trying to say that, oh well, Rich is gonna still have the TNA world title and he's gonna be defending that until they get the impact title back at Slammiversary or whatever. So uh, no, Kenny took that belt, took the Impact belt, has the AEW. They kept mentioning the AAA Mega Championship. He needs. I would like him to start carrying it around. And a lot of people are pointing to his profile pic on Twitter with him with the NJPW Championship. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that the, the, the Forbidden Door is open. Maybe this Kenny Omega guy is collecting all the belts. Maybe we'll see him with the NXT title one day. Who knows? Who knows how many collaborations we're going to get for Kenny by God Omega. So that was Rebellion. Uh, a lot better. You know what? It was better than I thought. It was better than Revolution. I'll give him credit. Now, I know that Revolution, I had higher expectations. So when they didn't meet my expectations, I hated it. But uh, impact expectations were right here. Results were about right here. So I liked it. I'll go for it. I'll, you know, it was definitely worth the price of admission for me. So... Let's take a look at what else we got. Monday Night Raw. I watched it. I have notes, everybody. Now, people were telling me this was another shitty Raw, and I was really nervous about watching Raw because I thought the last week, last week's show was one of the worst Raws I had ever watched. And, and WWE might have listened to Vleeties last week because I was screaming that we need to reduce the amount of before the break. And I only saw one before the break, by the way, on this show. We need to get rid of the moments ago, which had still happened, but not as much. And we need to get back to, we need to get rid of the earlier tonight. So they reduced the amount of that drastically. And I think what really helped was having a wrestling match open the show. Because having Mason T-Bar out there with Braun and Drew or with a handicap match with Braun and then Drew came out, like a 30-minute opener. That way later in the night you can't keep going earlier tonight, earlier tonight, earlier tonight. Now, the show did still open with Mason T-Bar in a tag match against Braun and Drew, which I never have any need to see. Uh, so, and again, I, and, and one, of, one of the things I was even... TWFS says Mason T-B-A-R saved Raw for Vladies. Yeah, they definitely made it better for me. Uh, their match in the beginning, their promo was, was a lot better than their saber-toothed tigers, dinosaurs. Their, their, their promo was a little better. Their names are still Mason T-Bar, though. Is that just being overlooked? Is somebody not ready to, to change it? Are Mason T-Bar incapable of getting on a microphone and going, my name is actually this? Mustafa Ali gave me a stupid name because he himself is very stupid. Or, another twist, are Mason T-Bar still part of Retribution? Is Retribution making a comeback? Because it's clear now from the main event that Mason T-Bar are not aligned with the Hurt Business. Because they made sure that Lashley is now in a triple threat match. So maybe Mason T-Bar and Retribution just hate Drew McIntyre. Maybe that's the entire plan. Maybe that's the scheme. 
that's where we're at. But either way, watching Monday Night Raw, huge improvement for last week. The opening segment was a lot longer, which maybe helped the show because they're just trying to fill so much time. Three hours is a long time. And when you fire Peyton Royce and Samoa Joe and Mickey James and half the roster, it does make you seem like, oh, we got to have two Drew McIntyre matches. Got to have a couple Bobby Lashley segments and Braun shit. Just keep putting these guys over and over. Uh, you know, we got Mason T-Bar coming out. They're, they're talking about shit. And even with their names, Mason T-Bar, like I see Nathan in the chat here for listening to all the podcast, trovo.live slash Wheaties, come and hang out in, while we record live. Dominic Dodjakovic, he can't be Dominic because there's a Dominic Mysterio. So we know how Vince's brain works. But even Dodjakovic, have him be that. Have him be Kovic, Takechi Kovac from uh, Altered Carbon. And I don't know why Dio Madden can't be Dio Madden. That's a great wrestler name. His name on the Indies was good too, Mar- Marcellus Black. Put that name on him. I don't. Yeah, I don't understand where that comes from. But I was even watching Raw, and I was wondering if they would benefit. Obviously, a two-hour Raw would be a lot better. I just two-hour SmackDown, two-hour NXT. They end, and I go, oh, that's it. Two-hour Impact. Oh, that's it. Two-hour Dynamite. Oh, that's it. You want more of it? Raw is so fucking long. It really is like, oh my gosh, like I'm really sitting here, huh? I'm really invested. And they, and whenever I see it before the break, it really, I know, I'm watching it. So I think Raw would benefit from kind of a WCW format. Have Drew McIntyre show up halfway through the fucking show. Like, don't even bring him out in the beginning. Because there's just this weird oversaturation of their guys where I see Braun too much, I see Drew so too much. Like, it just feels like they're so... Uh, like, remember a couple of weeks ago, we were seeing Riddle three or four times a show to the point where he started fucking up his lines. Like, Raw is so spaced out in this weird way where I, they could even have their own draft on Raw and they could draft the women to hour one and then save the men for hours two and three. Like, the, they, the way they can order these shows can help the way it feels because it just feels so long. And do we have to have a mid- Kyla Speeda says Drew and Cesaro starting both shows is the worst week of all time. But at least the Cesaro one ended with some spinning. At least this, like, at least the Cesaro one, I don't have to wait two hours for him to come, two and a half hours for him to come back out for his match. It just makes a little more sense on that two-hour broadcast. The three-hour thing, I, I always wonder, is Randy Orton just sitting, sitting, you know, at catering for two and a half hours? Like, can't wait for my main event, bro. You know, my promo earlier tonight crushed it. I got I to gotta get out of here. I can't wait to get out of here. So this this Raw really was, like, let, like I, even, I, I even wrote a note, like, let's see some cruiserweights back on Raw. Let's see some, like, we have Drew Goo and R-Truth. Maybe put them in hour one. Do something with all this talent. Do some character development. Like, something in hour one to make the show a little unique. Do a fucking gut check at this point. Let's have a TNA gut check segment. An hour one. That's what we need. Um, Kevin and Tyler do the full rundown. So obviously, if you if you want to hear a full rundown from me on Raw, I don't really do the full rundown. I'm just giving my thoughts. I watched the show. It wasn't as bad as people were saying. Uh, Kev, uh, R- RK Bro made their debut. They, they're finally a team after last week, the crucifix thing. That really annoyed me. Uh, kind of feels like they weren't sure if this was going to happen or not. Like they wanted it to be. Um, 
they wanted it to be just kind of a one-off, or maybe it was going to be a rivalry of Riddle and Orton. Nathan nineteen says, "RK Bro, ladies." RK Bro, they they came out, they rule, they beat uh, they beat Cedric and Shelton, which seems to be the thing everyone does now. No no War Raiders on this Raw, by the way. Back to main event for you guys, and I, I like their little team. I like the constant teasing of Randy Orton is going to turn on Riddle. Orton's going to turn on Riddle. Orton's going to turn on Riddle. It didn't happen. So my big question is how long does it last? How many weeks of this do we get? Do we get months of this? Are we are are we talking, you know, are we at SummerSlam and these guys are finally did they finally break up? But maybe Matt Riddle would benefit from hanging around Randy Orton for a few months. It makes them both seem it gives Orton something fun to do, mix it up for his character. It gives Riddle some some main eventer to hang around, so they're always going to be kind of in that title picture for the, you know the tag title picture why not rk bro i know it's not randy style but they're um, riddle was very entertaining with with randy backstage and very entertaining post-match and they were going to do the pose together i think we're there we're getting there my friends rk bro for life so we'll see I, i'm excited to see where that goes um obviously the raw tag team champions aj and omas can't be fucking bothered and I don't think I've seen them on Raw ever. They won the tag belts. Have they had like their victory celebration with, with their belts? What is happening with them? I, I, I swear I haven't seen them. Maybe they've been around. I know I've seen New Day every week. I know I've seen Jackson Riker and Elias and Miz and Morrison. And how can we have Miz TV when Morrison's still there? What happened to the dirt sheet? I thought they had like their little show they did together. But Miz TV is just the bigger draw or is that just... Is that just the, oh, we, we, we have all the graphics and all the set stuff for Miz TV. W- sorry, we're not going to do, we're not going to do your thing, Morrison. Just kind of hang out. Be the fourth fiddle of this entire thing. You know, we're going to have Miz lead it. We're going to have Elias and Riker. And, oh, yeah, Jomo, you're here too. Former Impact Champion, former Lucha Underground Champion, great in the ring. Uh, dressed is kind of like an idiot now, but I guess that's part of it. It just seems odd to me that he constantly, and I was, I wasn't that excited for him to come back to WWE. I really, his career was much better when he wasn't in the WWE. It still seemed like when they paired him up with Miz, it was going to be for a short period of time. And here we are well over a year. He is still with the Miz. He's the Miz's sidekick, which isn't what I thought we were going to get for, for Johnny Nitro, for Jomo. So we'll see. Uh, Braun being added to the three-way does not bother me. But it does make me think that Lashley is going to retain this belt. Uh, I don't see Braun winning the championship. I, I kind of saw Drew winning it, but it seems like he's got some issues with Mason T-Bar. Who knows what's going to happen? We're all going to find out later. Uh, but, yeah, Braun's in the triple threat. Uh, three big dudes now at uh, WrestleMania Backlash. Still the worst name for a pay-per-view. And uh, we'll see what happens with uh Dijak and Dio Madden with their new names because I'm I swear they're getting new names okay there's no way they give you Mason T-Bar forever he was given the name T-Bar by Ali so he could see what it's like to have a weird name so unless he's going to keep T-Bar because he's still with Ali like what are we doing so let's go through NXT real quick I watched NXT tonight ladies and gentlemen 
NXT live from the Capitol. Sonic underscore Gino says Laurel Vaness, Samoa Joe, Mickey James Muta, Naito and Okada's faces all showed up in the Slammiversary ad. Yes, they did. That's what That was what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, they showed several people that are not with Impact in the Slammiversary ad. They showed Naito and Okada, obviously, from New Japan. Uh, for those who are super familiar, Okada was Okado. He was Samoa Joe's sidekick uh, and, and a Green Hornet ripoff. Because Impact, Vince Russo was there at the time. So fuck wrestling. Uh, Mickey James was part of it. Yeah, Hardcore Country, obviously kind of an Impact wrestling legend. Laurel Van Ness. I watched her title win because I wasn't watching Impact when Laurel Van Ness, the hot mess, won the championship uh, in Impact. So Laurel was Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green just got released, obviously, a couple weeks ago during the mass releases. I heard her on uh, my cousin's podcast, Chris Van Vliet. Just to hear her talk, it's interesting because she, like, willingly admits she she fancies herself more of an actress. She's an actress and a stunt woman, so wrestling is great for her. She really likes the storytelling aspect, and she doesn't think of herself as any good in the ring. But they showed her in the ad, and it makes me th- – I mean, she seems to be the obvious one who's coming back to Impact. When she was an Impact, she, you know, she was new. She was really learning the ropes. The only reason she went is because she – she went to NXT to try out to be an extra, and they didn't use her. It was like her, Tessa, Deanna, uh, and one other girl. I forget her. Rachel, I think. Rachel Ellering. And those three got matches as extras, and uh, Chelsea didn't. So those three got signed to NXT, and Laurel didn't. So she was like, fuck it. I'll go to Impact. Try it out there. Had a great match. And they gave her the title. They thought, let's push this chick. To the moon, they said. So... And Nathan in the chat, didn't they uh, Didn't they do this last year? Yeah, they, they advertised, like, Pig Returns coming back to Impact the Slammiversary. And Rich Swan was the fourth man. Who is the fourth man? It was Rich Swan. Oh, man. That was, yeah, that was, that was a heartbreaker. And I know that they were like, he's returning from a career-ending leg injury. In the main event of your show that I'm just checking out because you're advertising all these guys? You're advertising Rich Swan. You're 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 advertising Eric Young or EC3 or Good Brothers. One of these guys. And Gino in the chat is still defending this to this day. The fourth man was Rich Swan, and then EY came out, and he like that was supposed to save it. Like you're the fourth man. Well, I'm the fifth man. That ruined it for me. It would have been great if EY just came out as the fourth man. That's all you needed. Don't. Don't. Don't promise me Kool-Aid and then piss in a cup and go drink up, buddy. And then, after you show me the piss, come out with Kool-Aid and go, well, drink them both. It's fine. I wanted EY. I wanted EC3. I wanted some of those released guys. Miro. I wanted Rusev. Several guys who got released could have been there. And when Rich Swan came out before any of them, we all turned the TV off. We all were pissed. And the match wasn't very good either. So Eddie Edwards won the belt, and everyone was like, wow. Wow. Eddie Edwards won it. Okay. I guess I I guess I shouldn't watch this show. NXT culminated from the Capitol Wrestling Center tonight on USA Network. I would like to point out this show started a minute and a half late. I was watching NCIS and I was like, why am I still watching this? Why is uh why is uh what's his name? Why is Denozo afraid to meet these kids? What's going on here? Why is this still on the TV? And Dinozo uh, met, met the kids. You know, he was really nervous about it, but it seemed to work out. 
and then Gibbs was talking to Vance, and they seemed to uh, they seemed to work their their beef out, and then it went black and white, and then we moved on to, to NXT. But it was like going wild. I was like, why is this still on? Who's in charge of USA? Why are we watching NCIS still? I've seen this one. We've all seen this one. This is like season five. We've all watched this NCIS. What? Why is it still here? It actually might have been later than season five, but either or. It was confusing why that ran so late. Why would why would NCIS have the overrun, and NXT end right on right on time? Uh, so my favorite part of NXT tonight is a lot of chicks open the show. Now we brag about NXT having the best women's division in wrestling. And they really put on a show tonight, and it seemed really heavy with women at the forefront. Dakota Kai, captain of Team Kick, uh, New Zealander, one half of the former NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, uh, Total Babe. She came out with Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel Gonzalez, dominant, uh, dominant, sexy, mannish, kind of uh, women's champion. She came out. She was in the corner of Dakota Kai. They're still buddies. Uh, Mercedes Martinez kind of made the deal that if she beats – Dakota Kai, she gets to fight uh, Raquel next because Mar- Mercedes wants that belt. Mercedes used to be a member of Retribution. She was the the first one to go. No, I'm not doing that. And got sent back down to NXT for more training, even though she's like 39 years old. Her and Dakota were having a good match, and then Mercedes kind of got in the face of Raquel Gonzalez, and Raquel's a big dominating woman. And you're kind of wondering who's the face, who's the heel. Dakota obviously was working a little heelish here. Honor is real. Prove to me that honor is real. Gino donated a dollar. Got a dollar from Gino. No, no caption on the video, but this this was this was a, a decent opening match until Raquel kind of got Dakota disqualified, beat up Mercedes, and then her and Dakota just kind of posed like we're awesome, bro. Let's get out of here. You know, and you know they were really selling Vic Joseph and Beth and everybody were selling. The women's division runs through these chicks. These are the girls you don't fuck with. So, obviously, I think Mercedes is going to get a championship match. I still don't view her as the babyface, though. I mean, she's still she's still the heel in my world. Because um, wasn't she just beating up Robert Stone, my best friend, uh, like a couple weeks ago? So, that was an interesting uh, way to open the show. But then it kept going with more chicks. The only reason I know this is because... Uh, I'm watching this with my kiddo, and he only pays attention when the chicks are on the screen. All right? And every time YouTube opens it, like, it does that thing where you hit pause, but then the pause button moves because it adds, like, a, you know, they, they do, like, an ad or some shit. So uh, it, it opened with more chicks, bro. Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon are backstage. Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon are the tag champions right now. Ember Moon, obviously, from the main roster. Stop asking me if she gained weight. She might have. She's a little thicker. Shotzi looks great. I don't know if she's showing more skin for to keep me watching or something, but she looks great. So super hot chick, kind of a goth chick. They ride out on a little tank together. Uh, don't understand that yet. Uh, on the tank, it says TCB, taking care of business, obviously. And they got flowers from Dexter Loomis. And immediately when they got flowers from Dexter Loomis, it was like obvious that, oh, this is Candace and Johnny. Candace and Johnny are sending... Uh, they're, they're sending flowers, making it look like they're from Dexter to get Indy upset with Shotzi and Ember Moon, which will probably lead to another tag match between The Way and Moon and Blackheart for the titles. And after watching all these chicks open my show, I, I said, I told my wife, I said, we need Cameron Grimes. 
What are we gonna What are we gonna get Cameron Grimes on this show? And we got him right then and there. He went to a jewelry shop. He was not in the arena tonight. They were just pushing the character of him being rich. He wanted to buy him the most expensive watch in the jewelry shop. And, that, and then they were like to be continued because this segment was so good. They were going to have more of it later on. Stick around to watch the rest of Cameron Grimes in the jewelry shop. Uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans came out and cut a promo. Ciampa cut a promo. The Grizzled Young Veterans are an NXT UK tag team. They came over, uh, you know, during the pandemic because there was no NXT UK, so they were still able to be here and work. And after unsuccessful attempts to capture that NXT tag team championship, it just seems a little odd that these two Englishmen just kind of were interrupted by Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. So Tommaso Ciampa, obviously kind of an NXT mainstay, He's a, he's a white meat baby face, even though he's kind of the anti-hero. And they made a big deal that Timothy Thatcher is back. Timothy Thatcher is obviously a brawler. He's missing teeth. He's like Chris Benoit again. Another Chris Benoit. And it was just a weird kind of a brawl segment. Not a ma- No match happened after this. Uh, I guess they're just setting up a feud for Ciampa and the Grizzly. Like, whatever. Cool. Maybe something will come of it. I don't know. Um... Tony Storm was up now, or there was some Leon Ruff and shit was all that. So, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, uh, kill shot from Lucha Underground, very athletic, very talented wrestler. He's been in a program with Leon Ruff, scrawny dude, scrawny black dude, just kind of wins matches on accident. Nobody's sure how he's doing it, but he's doing it. And they're setting up a false count anywhere match next week. Uh, Swerve better win. Like, I don't know. I, Whenever anyone gets in a feud with like a Drake Maverick. Nathan 19 says Tommaso Ciampa needs to be a single heel again. Uh, thank you, Nathan. I do kind of agree that Ciampa was better as a, as a singles. And even his match with Walter was so good. And they're, and they're both kind of, I mean, obviously Walter was the heel. But even like anti-hero Tommaso Ciampa was great. And I do kind of want him to get away from, I'm in a tag team because of the Dusty Cup. Like, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I don't know. I, I like singles, Tommaso Ciampa. I want him going for, why isn't he going after Johnny? Shouldn't he be wanting that North American title? Shouldn't he be wanting the the NXT championship? I don't even think Karrion Cross, the champion, was on the show tonight. Uh, Tony Storm was in a match with someone who I thought was a jobber. They kept saying her name was Ramir. I don't know who Ramir is. I've never seen her before. She is a uh, she's a black chick with dreads, and she hit a fucking shooting star press to win this match, and it it blew my head off. I was like, what did I just watch? There's chicks doing shooting star presses in NXT. We have arrived, my friends. Ramir, I don't know her name. I didn't even. I'm not even gonna look it up. Her name is Ramir. Uh, Zoe Stark was out there on the ramp because Tony Storm kept calling the chick. She kept calling Ramirez Zoe or like or Stark. I'm gonna kick your ass, Stark. Jake shreds Proof all day. Honor is real. Jake shreds hit me with a mana bomb. Thank you, Jake shreds all day. Yeah, this was a unique because uh, it seemed like it was just a squash match to make Tony look awesome. And then this chick hit a shooting star press, and I was like, Ramirez awesome. Why are all these new chicks are showing up in NXT and being great? Saray wasn't even on this show. And they were putting promo packages for Saray. She did not a one shooting star press last week. No, no shooting star presses from Saray, the Empress of the Sun from Japan. 
lot of hype. A lot of hype coming in from Kev. Be cool. Thank you, Kevin. Much obliged, my brother. Also on NXT tonight, Bronson Reed, 400-pounder, South Australia. He went one-on-one with Austin Theory. Austin Theory. Uh, and you know, when I was watching Austin Theory tonight, I remember when he, and what was it, uh, Angel Garza? Where made he, Austin Theory made his wrestling debut for WWE, like, at WrestleMania. Prove to me honor is real. Nathan says, boo! He doesn't like Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed actually was really good in this match. You would like this match, Nathan. Well, I think you already watched it. And great match. Uh, obviously, a lot of shenanigans. Dexter Loomis came out. Dexter Loomis, his gimmick is he doesn't talk. I mean, he doesn't, he's silent, right? And he's walking up to Indy Hartwell, who's another tall, dark Australian chick looking hot as shit. And Dexter's walking up to her like, hey, you know, don't be mad at me. I didn't send flowers to anybody. And then they had that moment on the ring again where they might kiss. And then Dexter saved Indy, threw her out of the way. And there was, I mean, obviously a huge Maj Paz of shit happened, but Bronson hit a frog splash from the top rope, wins the match, gets a title shot next week. And uh, so maybe Gargano loses his belt. I don't know when the next NXT pay-per-view is. But if we're trying to pop ratings, obviously big title change. Bronson Reed, North American champion, even though he's from a different continent. That's pretty exciting stuff in my opinion. So Bronson Reed, the colossal 400-pounder from South Australia. Former Australian League Rules football player. I don't know if that's true. Former rugby player. He is going to be challenging for the title next week. Uh, let's see what else we got on NXT, Imperium, uh, the European dudes. I think they're all German, right? I know they're like German and Austrian. Fabian Eichner, Alexander Wolf, Marcel Bartel, best name in wrestling, by the way, Marcel Bartel. Uh, they, they had a match against... Uh, Killian Dane, the Belfast, uh, the beast from Belfast, and Drake Maverick. This match was great. I love this match. The psychology that Drake thought Killian Dane was going to break up with him at any moment. Alexander Wolf was supposed to hit Killian with a chair. He couldn't do it. He thought back to their days when they were insanity together with Eric Young, the little foursome that they had in NXT with Nikki Cross, Killian Dane, Al- Alexander Wolf, and Eric Young. And that quad, that quadrant was brought up to the main roster and immediately fell apart. But uh, this match was great. I really enjoyed it. I, every, all the little the little nuances throughout this match were outstanding. Uh, and it ended with a pretty cool, the Eurobomb. The Eurobomb is, you know, uh, Eichner had, I think, Drake Maverick up for a powerbomb. And then Bartel did a European uppercut off the top rope, like knocking him into the power. It was great. Great match. Great move. These guys should be tag champs. I think they are former tag champs. Uh, and then uh, Ted DiBiase ended up showing up, by the way. He finally showed up because he's always besting that Cameron Grimes. So uh, DiBiase showed Cameron Grimes a much better watch at the jewelry shop. But he told him it was his, and he left, and he laughed. And we finally got to see the Million Dollar Man and the new Million Dollar Man, uh, Cameron Grimes. So I really enjoyed that segment. The uh, Ember and Shotzi were supposed to have a match against the Robert Stone brand. However, they were attacked pre-match by The Way, by Andy Hartwell. And Candice LeRae. Pretty good beatdown, by the way. And then at the end of the beatdown, uh, Aaliyah and Jessica, or yeah, Jesse Kamea are in the ring, and Robert Stone grabs the tag belt and starts celebrating like the best wrestler in the world ever would. Uh, and then this is from Sonic Gino. He gave a dollar. He wants to see this awesome video. This happened. This is a network exclusive. 
Uh, this is after Robert Stone thought that he won the tag belt. Yeah, Jesse. Listen, Robert, Mackenzie, I I'll take it from here, okay? As far as I'm concerned, Aaliyah That's my and Jesse friend. Camilla are the new number one contenders for the NXT Women's Tag Team titles because they showed up, and showing up is half the battle. They won by it's forfeit. It's half the battle. <laughs> they, they definitely won by forfeit, okay? We could say that. So they definitely have a victory over the champs, right? The champs didn't even make it into the ring. They should have done that awesome heel thing that the heels do where they go, referee, count them out. Count them out. They got 10 seconds. And then the referee like stands there like. Rezzy underscore says Hardy, 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 Hardy. Hardy's revenge. Hardy's revenge. Gino says they did have a match. Robert Stone, Brander, tag champions. See, count out. As you guys know, I'm Frankie. Frankie Monet. Frankie Monet. And I just want to take a second to congratulate you on such a huge victory. Frankie Monet used to be Ty Valkyrie. Okay, guys, pay attention. Ty Valkyrie. Is a is the longest reigning knockouts champion ever? I think she was a champion for over a year. I think so. She tore it up on the Indies, Lucha Underground, and now here she is finally coming to NXT. I, and I we're kind of waiting for her and Johnny Drip Drip to just get back together. You know, put them together on screen. Drip Drip's wasting his time with the Miz. I mean, Robert, it was so smart of you to have like gifted all that stuff to Ember and Shotzi. Get them off their game. Yeah, I, I didn't. Uh... I didn't gift any anyone anything. What? Well, um, awkward. I, I we all know who it was. It was Johnny Gargano. He's trying to get Indy to forget about Dexter. Because Dexter Morgan is trying to get in the head of Indy. We're smart enough to think of something Do you like remember that. when we super kicked you right in the face? Thank you, Razor TM. Thank you for the follow. I do remember when you super kicked me right in the face. See who's smart when we win the NXT Women's Tag Team title. Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. We'll see what happens with the NXT Tag Team Championships. There is an argument now. The way, obviously, they're the ones who are challenging next, I believe, for the tag titles. Maybe we get a triple threat TLC match between the, all these fine women's tag teams that we have in NXT. Frankie Monet, I don't know what they're doing with her yet. We had the couple of vignettes of the dog, and now we just have her coming in talking backstage when are we getting a match or is she not a wrestler anymore maybe she is just uh maybe maybe she's just kind of uh you know hanging out wasting time backstage maybe she's gonna be a manager start her own robert stone brand raise her tm in the chat i did watch rebellion you uh wait till you download this episode i i go heavy into rebellion slideshows all the way around you can even watch this uh this will be up for 30 days on trovo as well so you can watch it. You can watch the playback. I, I loved Rebellion. I thought it was a good pay-per-view. My expectations were here, and it landed right here. So that's where it needed to be. AEW Revolution, my expectations were right here, and it landed right here. So I thought it was a shitty pay-per-view. So I, I liked Impact more than I liked Revolution. So uh, also on NXT tonight, uh, Adam Cole was interviewed by some guy from ESPN. It looked like an episode of Burn Notice. Very awkward. Adam Cole... Hasn't been seen since losing to Kyle O'Reilly. Cool Kyle. Uh, la uh, two weeks or whatever. Stand and deliver is when he lost. And this was just a weird way. Like Adam Cole brings up, you know, he, he brings up the typical heel points. You know, it doesn't matter that he lost to Kyle O'Reilly. He's still better than Kyle. And he still fired the first shot. He, the, the Undisputed Era lost sight of what the Undisputed Era was. So that's why. Uh, that's why cool. That's why Adam Cole had to end the Undisputed Era. 
Still no sign of Roderick Strong. I don't really know where we're going. This is why we need a monthly pay-per-view for NXT. Because they need to build to something. When there's nothing really to build to, you just kind of have weeks of like, well, that happened. Because Kyle was only... Kyle was seen like watching this interview on TV. And that was all we really saw, Kyle O'Reilly. And then in my notes here, I see the Diamond Mine promo. I did write that. I was like, who is this for? Gino might be right. Because Tessa wears a diamond on her ass. And her and Daga have been training MMA and shit. We'll see if that's who Diamond Mine is. Uh... Which hopefully it's Tessa. That'd be awesome. And uh, and then I guess the finale, the the six man tag, Legato del Fantasmo, Kushida, and MSK. Kushida was wearing boots again. We need bare feet Kushida or just tape feet Kushida. He seemed more like a badass when he was just out there with tape taped ankles, bro. MMA fighter, hoverboard lock. I honestly don't even remember who won this match. I have to go back and rewatch it. <laughs> it happened like right after. It ended like right as I start bleeding. So that's kind of the issue with the NXT main event. It was, so I'll have to go back and rewatch it. I know they're building towards. I, obviously, there's beef between Legado del Fantasma, thinks they deserve tag team title shot, and uh, Santos Escobar. Oh, they won. That's right. Santos Escobar, they won. It was weird because Escobar hit his move and he didn't like get out of the ring immediately. He like had Kushida's like head on his lap while Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza won the match in the background. It was kind of an awkward ending, but, hey, it's NXT. So, great show from NXT tonight, really fun. Gino was even saying, like, I'm excited for NXT after how bad Raw was. I thought Raw was actually not as bad as as the last week and the week before that. It does seem like we are kind of we're, we're kind of late packing WrestleMania Backlash. It, normally, when you have four weeks to build to a pay-per-view, you kind of want to have some of these matches already announced, but now we're, what are we, down to the last two weeks? We have, you know, three more SmackDowns and two more Raws to fill up this card. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I thought SmackDown was good. I haven't finished it yet, so I got to see that Cesaro main event. But uh, SmackDown, always a good show for me. Dominic, Mysterio, Rey Mysterio happening. Uh, it just, for some reason, that two-hour show flows so much better um, than the Monday Night Raw. It's obviously the three hours. So when I'm watching SmackDown, it's fun. And there's a lot of... Nathan19 says Gino is a fake wrestling fan. If anyone is a real wrestling fan, it's Gino. Holy shit. Nobody watches more wrestling than that guy. He watches all the wrestling. Every single bit of it. I watch as much as I can. I'm never watching GCW. Not, I, I might watch it eventually. But it's very low on the priorities. I have so many things. How am I supposed to watch hockey and football if I only watch wrestling? Let's take a look. Uh, SmackDown, I have nothing. No comments. Let's go to Impact Wrestling this Thursday night. We own the night, ladies and gentlemen. The former X Division champion, Ace Austin, gets a one-on-one -on -one match against Josh Alexander. It's for the X Division championship. The belt is on the line. Just a few days removed from the pay-per-view. I don't think Josh Alexander loses it this soon. I think they can run They can run some miles with Josh Alexander as their champion. So let's have, uh, let's have him get another win over Ace Austin make it definitive and apparently they recorded like 10 weeks of tv or something uh yesterday and today so i i don't see them immediately taking the belt off of josh alexander this soon after him winning it at their major one of their four pay-per-views of the year uh razor tm in the chat says impact is way more entertaining than raw currently interesting take i don't know if the Raws before WrestleMania I thought were so good. 
like building towards mania i was in it but i i if i had to rank like the sh- my how, how much i like watching the shows right now gosh do i dare say dynamite is number one that's weird i don't even want to play that game i don't want to play favorites uh, Taylor Wilde is back. She's taking on Kimberly. Kimberly looks terrible, by the way. I know no more body shaming Nathan. She looks terrible. This picture they're using of her is not current. She looks really skinny right here. Compared to Taylor Wilde's gonna win. Her <laughs> it's her comeback match. She looks great. They want to put her in that main event picture quickly. She can beat all of Deanna's friends on her way to a title shot uh, at their next event in June or in May, which I already forgot the name of it. Um, against all odds, I think. Sonic, you know, Kimberly is a good wrestler. Disagree. Uh, MLW Fusion will happen tomorrow before Dynamite live on YouTube. Uh, Ijo de la Park, that's the son of La Parca, is with uh, Selena de la Renta against Buku Dao. Buku's not beating one of the one of the Aztec underground guys, right? Buku loses. Buku is a small little Filipino guy. He will not beat the big Mexican in L.A. Park. Buku Dao is not our friend. Let's go with L.A. Park. Selena De La Renta is our friend. Laundry Fighting Championships. Uh, we have Marshall Von Erich, uh, one of the, the members of the legendary Von Erich family here in Texas. That means something, okay? We love our Von Erichs. And if you go on Hulu right now, by the way, the last of the Von Erichs from uh, Dark Side of the Ring is on there, and it's really fascinating. You know, out of all these Von Erichs, you know, three of them commit suicide. And one of them dies within you know a, f- a five-year span or some shit. It's crazy. But Marshall Von Eric versus Tom Lawler. This has been like months in the making since I've been watching MLW. We have been waiting for this match to finally fucking happen. Tom Lawler weasels his way out of it. I've seen him do it before. He will not be in this match. Kevin Koo is not booked. So get ready for Kevin Koo versus Marshall Von Eric. And Marshall will win over Kevin Koo. Uh, Ross Von Erich is wrestling Dominic Guarini, which is the other sign that <laughs> Marshall is going to fight uh, Kevin Koo. And Ross Von Erich, uh, Marshall's brother, against Dominic Guarini. Dominic Guarini is like, he's out of shape, but he's supposed to be like a jiu-jitsu guy. He's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. So he wrestles in a gi for the most part. So even if he's out of shape, he just looks good. And he's the crippler of Canton, Ohio. And Dominic Guarini is going to lose to the Von Erichs. Von Erichs get wins here. But they're waiting for their match against Tom Lawler. And we're still going to wait for them to get it until we get to, like, the next. Maybe their debut on Vice TV. That's when we'll finally see the Von Eric, a Von Eric versus Tom Lawler. I don't expect it to happen tomorrow night. That's the thing with every wrestling has that card subject to change bullshit, and they use it for excuses like this, and that's what they're going to do here. Uh, AEW Dynamite tomorrow on TNT. The TNT champion. Come on, catch the buzz. Kevin with bravos and hypes. Thank you, Kevin, for the elixir bombs. Darby Allen, the TNT. Come on, ch- catch the buzz. Feel the Even sting. more elixir bombs. Darby Allen. Thank you, Kevin. Darby Allen is the champion again, defending his title every week against ten this week. He's not losing the belt to ten. Hopefully, this one isn't the main event. I felt, I felt like last week wasn't the main event. They had, they had that. T- Turn the lights on. I need to get one of those lights. They're cheap. I should just get one. Uh, 10 from Dark Order is not going to win. The FTW champion, Brian Cage, with Taz and Ricky Stocks taking on Hangman Page. Hangman Page is the number one contender, right? How long does it take for you to cash that in? 
How do you cash in a championship title shot when you've been the number one contender for as long as he has? He has the most, like, he's taking all these matches. If he loses once, that's going to hurt in his title shot. He needs to cash in that title shot now while he's number one. Like, I love Brian Cage, but I don't want him to see him beat Hangman Page because Hangman deserves to get that match against Kenny, Kenny Omega. We've been waiting for it. Are we really going to hold that off until double or nothing? Is this the first Kyla show? Kyla says, everyone, get ready to go inside Gino's G-Hole. Get it, Gino's G-Hole. Razor says that Cage deserves the AEW world title belt. I think Cage should go back to Impact and win that title belt. That's what I would like to see. I don't know why he left Impact. I say that for every champion. Austin Aries, Johnny Nitro, uh, Brian Cage, Michael Elgin. Why do you all win the belts and then leave? Tessa Blanchard. Like, DNA, like that, that Impact title is like a, a, a death sentence. Even AJ Styles had it when he left. Chris Statlander is in an advertised match against Penelope Ford. This sucks a lot. I don't. I, I like Penelope Ford. I don't like Chris Statlander. Another squash match for Statlander because they're presenting her like it's someone that we all like. Uh, so sure, whatever. Uh, skip me on that one. Uh, Statlander gets another win for whatever reason. Penelope should be getting wins. Penelope's hot. She's got Kip. She's got cute Kip. Why are we not pushing Penelope to the moon? She's good in the ring. She's hot. And the alien is going back and forth between being a babyface and being a heel, in my opinion. She wrestles jobbers like she's a heel. I don't get it. Penta El Cero Miedo is going to beat Orange Cassidy. Uh, this is these, these matches are fun for me because I love Penta. And Penta should be, the, this guy should be top guy. Another Impact champion no longer with the company. And I would love to see Penta El Cero Miedo get pushed to that top, that upper echelon of talent like he could be a tnt champion maybe that's what we're building to eventually but for now he's got to beat orange cassidy after beating trent last week so that's all the predictions that we have those are all the matches that were announced for tomorrow night uh again mlw fusion right before dynamite so six o'clock i try and hop on youtube and that's when i watch fusion and then i watch aew and then i talk to kevin Talk to Kevin on uh, trovo.live slash TWFS or TWFS.live, whichever is easier for you to get to. Save it in your bookmarks. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, I don't really – I'm not using social, so follow at WWE Shorty G. Hop in our discords. That's the best place to interact with everybody. Come in and hang out with us. So uh, Impact <laughs> – I love the chat, The kind of the debate. If we did a ranking system of – like, I don't know if I can say Impact is better than AEW. I can't say I can't say AEW or Impact are better than SmackDown. Like, those three, I think, are on. Impact is, is a notch below that. Raw, however, should be the best one. It really should be. But even the in-ring action on Raw just seems so terrible. Like, even when you're watching a match on Raw, that should be good. Like, can you, like I wonder if Elias and Riker and Miz was on SmackDown against New Day and Damian Priest. I wonder if it would just feel better because it was a match, but on Raw, it just comes off as shitty. I don't know what it is. It just comes off as terrible. Nia Jax and Shayna and Rhea taking on Asuka, Lana and Naomi. Like, it just felt shitty. But when I watch Shayna and I on SmackDown, it doesn't feel as shitty. There's something about Raw. Tyler says we're missing Bray and this is what we get and he says Alexa's terrible 
They're both very terrible, Tyler. <laughs> it's the same gimmick. It's terrible. Lily's terrible. The Fiend was terrible. Rambling Rabbit was okay. I was a fan of him. Come on, dude. I like that gimmick, but I, I don't know. Like, when I'm watching uh, Alistair Black is back on SmackDown. Like, there's, like, it just seems like SmackDown, Dynamite, Impact, those just NXT, the, the two-hour wrestling program. And even NXT tonight, I mean, like I said, there's got, Kyle was barely on there. Adam was barely on there. Roderick's not even there. Bobby Fish is hurt. Karrion Cross wasn't even on the show tonight. You have these two-hour shows where you don't even need all your talent. Whereas Raw... There, there, I mean, I see Drew McIntyre so much. I see Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman. So, hey, who are the main eventers? Make sure they open the show. Make sure we show what happened earlier in the night and put him in the main event. We need to mix this up. Because the way it looks, like, the way it looks is just ridiculous. Like The, the way the three-hour shit is happening, Tyler Spidus has to say Lily, Lily three times. I will never. And, and that whole gimmick with the jump scare thing they tried to do, I was just like, oh, no. This is raw. This is raw. Like, it seems like Vince really pays attention to raw, and then when he's like, okay, I'm going to go back home for a couple days, and he doesn't see what happens on SmackDown, when, like, Paul Heyman and Bruce Pritchard get to do SmackDown, it just comes off so good. It just comes off like a, like a wrestling show with, with a direction, with planning. Raw just feels so booked at the, the day of. We'll figure it out when we get there. Hey, Mason T-Bar fought Drew and Braun last week. What should we do this week? Well, damn it, pal. Rematch him again. Why not? Put him out there again. What if instead of a handicap match with Drew, we do Braun instead? I just... And then they were advertising, Bobby Lashley's back this week. Like, they didn't really explain why he wasn't there. You know, there was no real reason. Like, terrible. The booking of Raw feels so weird. Miz TV instead of the dirt sheet, even though John Morrison is there, it just feels lazy. It just feels like the Raw creative team shows up on Mondays, watches what happened. Like, they, they don't pay attention to the news or anything. And then once they get to Raw, they're like, Okay, let's watch last week's show and see what's going on, and we'll figure it out from there. And then they're like, okay. Well, we opened it with Drew Mason T-Bar. How about we open it again with Drew Mason T-Bar? Like, oh, I like it. Okay. How do we end the show? Well, last week we ended it with Drew Mason T-Bar. You know, or last week we ended it with Charlotte beating up referees. What do we do about that? Rezzy underscore says Raw has lost their brass rings. And they have lost brass rings. Like, like, it can get better. Nathan 19 says fire Bruce Pritchard. I say fire Vince. When you watch SmackDown, you're like, thank God Bruce is here. When I watch Raw, it's like, shit. He has no control over this show. They had an episode written and Vince showed up to him and says, we got to change it. Like, apparently that, that show where, where Mason T-Bar... Like, that weird handicap bullshit was like, oh, well, that was Vince showing up the day of. Vince loves handicap matches because you put more heat on the, – the heels have more heat. You put more sympathy on the baby face when they're in a one-on-two. Vince is the one who says we need to do two out of three falls matches. So when we go to commercial break, the fans don't feel like they're missing anything. Even though that just means 
Andrade is going to win the first fall in a minute and a half so we can go to break. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, like when you watch SmackDown and you see, you know, Bruce loves vignettes. You see Aleister Black with his great vignette with a cartoon. And you watch Raw vignettes and you're like, oh, sweet. Willie. Cool. Oh, sweet. Uh, Fiend with no explanation on, you know, how we just suddenly lost after one RKO. Weird. Oh, sweet. You know how we had Fiend say we're going to reboot the simulation? He's not going to be here for a few weeks. I don't know if that's COVID-related or what, but man, oh, man. So, yeah, Raw Raw hasn't been good. SmackDown's been really good. Uh, NXT's been good, too. I, I like NXT. Can't say I don't. You know, it's been fun. Since moving to Tuesdays, I think it's been easier for me to watch it, and I've actually been enjoying it more now that I can watch it live. I don't watch Raw live. That's one of my... I can't imagine watching Raw with commercials. I can't. I don't know how Kevin and Tyler do it. I don't know all of you do it. I watch it next day with no commercials. And maybe that's why the before the break shit's so annoying. Maybe when you're watching it with commercials, you're like, what did happen before the break? Oh, yeah, I remember now. Maybe that's what it is. When I watch it with no commercials, it just goes from here's the moment, and then it's moments ago, and then it's before the break. They didn't do that too much this week, but ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming in, hanging out. I really do appreciate it. We crushed it tonight. Two and a half hours. We did a great job, everybody. My goal was 80 minutes. We we surpassed it. Surpassed it by a long shot. Happy birthday, Nathan Weller. This one's for you, my friend. Uh, tomorrow night, the whole effing show uh, emanates live from TWFS.live. Make sure that you watch Dynamite with us on TNT. Uh, make sure that you support the NHL on TNT. Uh, and if you if you missed anything I talked about in the beginning, you can download this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Rewatch it on Trovo for up to 30 days. I did cover Impact. We went deep into Rebellion. I, I really did enjoy the show. So uh, I, I would say if anyone hasn't seen it, watch the show. Pretty damn good. So dynamite tomorrow, whole fucking show tomorrow. Thursday, I am back right here. Uh, Trovo.live slash Vleeties. The, the Vleeties and Geezy Sports Show will debut. Calling it now because I like talking sports with Zach and I liked how the chat was reacting. I think that will suit us better. I think it will be nice to – I'll pay attention more to the sports world. I can be that person for you guys. And Kevin knows that's what the goal was originally for me doing this was I'm going to get on SportsCenter. I'm going to get on Sports Center, So I guess I got to start listening to sports shit again. I, what's that guy's name? Pat McAfee? Maybe I'll have to check out that podcast eventually. So thank you guys so much for coming in and hanging out. If you're rating somebody, let me know in the chat. I don't know if Missing Link is on or if Tyler's going live. I don't know that Tyler likes to take some of the nights off because he streams for 100 hours. So he has earned it. Whatever his decision is, I support it. You do what you need to do, Tyler Spida. Uh, Nathan says he wants a mock draft. Well, we're going live Thursday. Maybe, I mean, I think the draft will still be happening as I'm live. So maybe we'll have to do some sort of a simulcast with the NFL draft. Maybe that'll be our first, that can be our first, uh, our first four, our first dip, our first foray into the football show. I think that would be a lot of fun. So thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Let's ride off into that sunset. Building the Realm is live, absolutely. Always a pleasure to raid. Build the Realm. Uh, his, his rendition of Purple Rain still 
in my heart to this day. One of the greatest things I've ever heard. So let's go ahead and give him a ray. Let me go and get set up here on Trovo. Creator Studio. <laughs> raid and host. It's a little harder to raid here than it is on uh, Sonic on underscore Gino says, let's get wild. Let's Taylor's return match will be great. It will be great. She's fighting Kimberly, who's got a little, she looks a little like King Kong Bundy lately, but maybe that's what she's going for. So let's go ahead and raid, raid build the realm. Have a good night, everybody. Take care. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equals $13.89 per month per 1000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5 22 